Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. First, I have to say, before we get into the content for today, just how thrilled I am to let you all know that the podcast episodes have been downloaded more than a thousand times since it first aired in November. It just it just truly blows me away. I, I cannot thank you all enough for supporting this new adventure of mine. I'm truly having so much fun creating it, but also getting to know so many of you through messages and emails and hearing your stories really only fuels my mission to share even more information with you so that you can manage your renovations like a pro and have the confidence and knowledge to do it successfully. So many people have asked, both friends and new friends, why am I doing this podcast? And the simple truth is because I like helping people. I always have, but in particular, women. This podcast is geared towards female homeowners who want to run their own home renovation projects more professionally and more successfully. So I have spent my entire adult life hearing women tell me all of the horror stories about their own projects. The minute they hear what I do for a living, this is where the conversation goes within moments of me telling them what I do. And when I listen to each of their stories, I inevitably am thinking, oh, good God, this could have been avoided if only she had fill in the blank. Or wait a minute, this shouldn't have happened in that, you know, that order of steps. Like, whoa, gosh, she could have avoided this if she was prepared with fill in the blank details. It happens all the time. Now, I'm not saying all situations can be avoided because they can't, but I am saying that with a working knowledge of my industry and the ins and outs of best practices, expectations, and goals, home renovation projects can end smoothly and successfully, even with bumps in the road, which are inevitable. So many of my clients are like, Renee, why don't I know more of this? Or I'm really frustrated that I didn't know that. And I always say to them, why should you, right? Depending on what they do for a living, I don't know their details. And why should I? It's not what I do. And home renovation isn't what this woman is doing. Now, in this situation, you're going to be doing this on your own. So you do need to learn these things. And by doing so, the rewards will be many. So it's worth the effort and the time to learn this information. The other thing I hate hearing about these horror stories is that inevitably the tale ends with, I hate contractors. Or what's worse is, I'll never do this again. 
And it breaks my heart because home renovation projects should be fulfilling. There are going to be grumpy moments along the way. Heck, just spending that kind of money can make someone grumpy, but they should be fulfilling. They should prove positive at the end of them. So the other problem is when projects go poorly, all of us in the industry suffer. We all get lumped together and we all get collectively blamed for the poor outcome. Now, obviously, aside from the the plane that we do this for a living, the professionals I know have been drawn to their particular field, not only for the artistic side, but also because they're drawn to helping people. Now, I'm sure a few of you are chuckling right now because you're surprised to hear me saying this. But this is the truth that I know. This is the truth I know from the people I work with. Now, are there bad actors in these industry, including my own? Of course, there absolutely are, and they should be called out. But that's the case in all industries. However, there are far more professional and honest people in my industry and the surrounding industries simply wanting to help you create the renovation of your dreams. I truly believe this, and and I know I can help this situation by sharing valuable information that I've learned through my decades of experience. And as they say, knowledge truly is power. So my focus for the podcast from the very beginning is to concentrate on women and how they can be empowered to run projects successfully. This is because the majority of my projects I'm working with women. So I hear their questions. I hear their concerns. The, hey, Renee, why is it done this way? Or, hey, Renee, I have no clue what you're talking about. Or my favorite is, hey, Renee, wow, I I never knew what this was for. It's been in my house my entire time, but I never knew what it was for. So the women I work with are truly interested in the process. And I believe all of you are too. You just don't have the same working knowledge that I have. And like I just said, why should you? Unless you do this all the time or like me for a living. This is the reason I believe why some projects go poorly for women who manage them on their own. They just don't have the knowledge they need to truly stay on top of the multitude of moving parts and people that are completely standard on any construction site. There are just so many pieces, all at rapid fire, coming and going, and it truly takes a skilled person to keep them all working smoothly. The contractors, for the better or for the worse, they just don't do a good job educating their clients along the way. And I'm sure there are some exceptions, but I believe this is mostly because they're simply busy doing the work. And additionally, they don't know what the homeowner knows or doesn't know. And unless they are questioned, they make assumptions on a level of knowledge that may or may not actually be there. Now, don't get me started on assumptions because they are the worst things possible to do on a renovation project. So with greater understanding and knowledge, I believe women can actively, truly actively avoid horror stories like the ones I'm always told. In fact, I believe women are innately qualified to run renovation projects. They just don't know the basics to take the bull by the horns. 
So let's break it down. The women I know, and I'm sure most of you, work, run a household, care for and coordinate children, all of the school, the activities, the sports, the everything in between, as well as being a partner, a spouse, and all the other endless tasks that we do. And we do it successfully the majority of the time, at least for me. Multitasking and organizational skills are in our DNA. And often we don't even realize how many plates we are successfully spinning at one time. A renovation project is the same beast. There are multiple players, multiple deadlines, multiple selections to be made over the course of the project, just like any of the other tasks women currently manage. They just need to know more of the basics, the language, the proper sequence, etc. All the things I know really well. With this knowledge, I believe women can add a renovation project to their endless list of other duties and still come out at the end successful, truly satisfied with the project, but also really happy with their capable work throughout it. So having my knowledge, women would see the issues coming and be able to react before the project goes off the rails. They would be incredibly organized and on top of the moving parts, so time losses would be minimized, which therefore means money losses would be minimized too. The other piece to this puzzle is that being the only girl on the job site can be a bit intimidating, even for me. And and I'm knowledgeable about the process and very confident on job sites. But let's be real. There are times when it's me and 10 to 20 other guys on a job site, virtual strangers. Not a typical day at the office for most people, but truthfully, pretty typical for me and construction. And look, the guys often feel awkward because they're used to hanging out with only guys. And they feel like, "Uh uh-oh. There's a lady in our presence, so we better clean up our language or mind our P's and Q's. And while it doesn't last long, I can assure you, it can add to the awkwardness everyone is already feeling. So the best solution I have found is to just address it head on. Sometimes I'll make a joke, right, about how the odds aren't in my favor today, or I'll ask one of them what they're working on and how they're doing it. And truthfully, this is how I learn more about construction and showing genuine interest in what people are doing develops a connection and a rapport that can, you know, bring good things with it. I always joke with my son. I didn't grow up watching football, but my son is obsessed with football. And I joke with him that he's made me so much cooler on job sites because I do watch games now, or if I don't watch them, I hear about them. You should see these contractors' faces when I can legitimately hang in a conversation about the latest NFL game. So who knew that would make me you know, that much more one of the guys, but it does. And these things matter. Women have these skills that I'm describing. I mean, men, of course, do too, but women just need to know how to employ them. And that circumstances like this, an initial meeting, is when to dig in and make yourself more comfortable with the situation. Often, the guys are looking to gauge how they can behave around me. And when I let them know I am a part of their team, I'm on the same side, 
and that I'm truly interested in what they're doing and more important, learning how they do it, their guard comes down and we just plow ahead with the work at hand. This is especially important for female homeowners running their own projects. Not only are you doing the work I do, but you're also the client. The guys I know would surely be even more hesitant about how they should behave around you with that double component. They don't have that with me. I am not the client. I am not paying their bills. Now, trust me, they're still hesitant around me, but it would be a little more extreme because you are both the homeowner and the person that's going to be managing the project. It will be critical to develop the rapport I just described as early as possible so the team can work as effectively as possible from the beginning. The other is don't be insincere. I don't talk football with the guys to butter them up. I just enter into the conversation because they're also talking about it. So people, obviously, you can do this as well. You can sniff out insincerity. You can sniff out when someone's buttering you up. That's not a good footing to start from. Just be genuine. Just be sincere. Tell them how excited you are about the project. Tell them you're looking forward to learning more from them. Be sincere. It will read through and it will be important for the rapport that you're building. Now, the one piece I don't have to worry about, which you will, is living in the home while the project is going. So I know how fortunate I am to be able to leave a job site after a meeting and just disconnect from the project, even if that's just for an hour or so. If living in the home, there is no disconnect like this. And mentally, that can be taxing. There will be issues that come up along the way and perhaps some tense meetings. So finding a way to disconnect will be critical to keeping your sanity throughout this process. But having the rapport with the team that we just discussed will also help make this living and working situation more bearable. And because I'm a woman and have successfully figured out ways to join teams on countless job sites with countless different personalities, I'm in a unique position to show you how to do it for yourself. One of the goals I had for this episode was to truly illustrate how women are uniquely qualified to run construction projects. I really do believe this. I mean, we excel in multitasking and our organizational skills are how we succeed with our everyday projects that we're already accomplishing. Now I can already hear the pushback. Oh, if only I were more organized or that's my greatest weakness is I'm not organized. And I would challenge that. I would challenge that because we know you're organized. We know that you get things done in a day. And it's just that you don't know what to be organized about with construction projects. And again, why would you? There is no tutorial. And that's what I'm trying to break down. There doesn't need to be the large unknown downright secret qualities to running a construction site. And if you want more information, it's there. The problem is you don't know what you're asking for because you don't know what it is that they're doing. Just knowing you want an addition onto your home 
or you want to redo your bathroom doesn't mean you should know how that all grows. Now, there is the world of HGTV and home renovation shows. And while I will address my concerns with those shows in a future podcast, I know I keep saying it and I just haven't done it yet. It has given people a certain level of knowledge, at least some basic verbiage that you may not have known beforehand, but it also is not truly based in reality. And that's my biggest concern with it and why I often get angry at the TV when I do come across the show or I catch my kids watching it because they do love those shows. So my goal is to completely distill all of that information and get down to the nuts and bolts that you will need on a day-to-day basis on a construction site. And it really isn't going to be that hard once you have the basic tools you'll need. So by the time you are listening to this episode, a large group and I will be in a five-day challenge on how to start your renovation. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late to join. We'll just give you the link and send you the replays so that you can play catch up and join us in the fun. It's just another way that I can give you knowledge and confidence to run your own project the right way from the very beginning. As always, thank you for listening, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.